A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we've got a crazy story of revenge against somebody expecting an inheritance. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, force holidays? Force the wrong guy. On a Friday, employer tells me I'm on holidays next week for two weeks. Um, I wanted to use those two weeks during summer with my family? Nope, they insist it has to be done now as it'll be too busy then. My brother had been inviting me to his workplace, so I started the following Monday. Two weeks later, I called on Sunday letting them know I'd found another job paying 40% more and wasn't coming in ever again. But you gave us no notice. You got the same notice I got from my holidays. They tried legal threats and lost. Legal threats for quitting? Legally, you can't stop working for us. That's illegal. Also, hi, I'm Steven. And if you enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is cut me off, lose your tablet. So I was driving to HEB, which is a big name grocery store in my state, when this BMW comes flying off the highway and cuts over into my lane, almost hitting the front of my truck. Out of instinct, I hit my brakes and swerved out of the way, only to have them switch back to their original lane. We pull up to a light and are both turning left as both lanes are turn lanes, and as we turn, they come back into my lane, cutting me off and almost hitting me for a second time. Well, come to find out they were also heading to HEB. Now, the reverse of my truck is going out, so I park in the far back of the lot so that I can pull forward out of my spot instead of reversing and start walking to the entrance. Just as I'm about to walk by the BMW, the jerk driving comes jumping out and speed walks to the store, but in doing so, again cuts me off but on foot this time. I noticed the guy was wearing a vendor shirt and carrying a tablet. We both make our way inside and I'm grumbling to myself about rude people. I start to head down the frozen pizza aisle when I see Mr. Jerk set his tablet down on top of the freezers and walk off. I circle the aisle three times and then just stop in front of the spot where he left his tablet. I stand there for a good five minutes and he still hasn't returned. So I reach up, grab the tablet, and then hand it off to a nearby employee, say that someone left it in the aisle. I watch as the employee takes it up to the front of the store. About that time, Mr. Jerk comes back and starts to freak out about the tablet and I just walk away. No, I didn't steal it and I'm sure he eventually got it back. Yes, it was petty as heck, but so was cutting me off three times for no reason. Hey, I mean, I think OP has plenty of plausible deniability. The guy walked off and they hadn't come back for quite a bit. I mean, if you set a tablet down in a store and walk away for five to ten plus minutes, I think you have a pretty good green light to hand that off to store security. Our next story is, don't be rude to the PC repair guy. A bit of a short one, I used to work in a small PC shop. We sold anything from PC bits to custom built whole systems. A guy bought a PC from us and about six months later his DVD burner failed and he came in and demanded a new one. Made a bit of a scene and just wasn't a very pleasant person to deal with. I explained to him that we would have to test it out, and if we found it to be faulty, we would send it off to our supplier to get replaced under warranty. 
as we didn't have stock of that burner at the moment. I lied, we had heaps out in the back. If he was a decent person and polite about the situation, I would have gladly swapped it out. But because he was a jerk, I did what I said I was going to do and got it sent off and we had the replacement back within a few days. He came in every weekend for a few months and I told him that it hadn't come back yet but I would follow it up. I'd give him a call during the week to say the supplier had said they would ship the replacement and should be ready for him to swing by on the weekend to pick it up. Then I'd tell him that it hadn't come in yet and I'd follow it up. As I mentioned, I managed to keep that going for a few months. I'm pretty sure he worked out what was going on because in the end he came in one weekend and was polite and I handed him his replacement burner. So, although this guy was a total jerk, don't you guys think a couple months is a bit long to be holding this PC hostage? Unless, of course, they just took specifically the burner out. If it's just the burner, yeah, that's fine. This next story is, you make my life miserable when we're serving in police together, be properly fined when you break the rules. This story backs to the beginning of the 90s when I, 25-year-old male at that time, had to serve the mandatory period of one year in the army in my country. That was a thing everybody disliked, because basically you wasted your time being barely paid some $4 a day without having in return other than some useless basic military training and guard duties and so on. So I decided to join a branch of the army which has powers of civilian police, MP and military force all together on the aim to at least do something good for the community and get a decent monthly payment in return. To explain, this means you would be simultaneously a police officer, a military police officer, and a soldier. Not so easy to be chosen, but I was more than qualified and I got it. Take into account that we served in a professional police force, as a sort of auxiliary reserve force that was employed on police and public order duties, always together with some professional police officer. Despite our rank was auxiliary police, We had the same power and gears of any other professional police officer, and we had full power to operate alone if it was the case. Now, the mandatory military service had two choices you could pick. Choose to be a basic private, or choose to be a complete lieutenant, if you had the right requisites. I chose the first because being a lieutenant would mean serving during 18 months instead of 12. At the time I said, no thanks, let's get rid of it and back home. Well, many of you know how miserable your life in the military can be if you're low rank, and so unlucky to get the wrong commander. And of course, my platoon was assigned to the most evil, idiotic, dumb, idiot, 20-ish years old lieutenant you could imagine, taking into account that we were, for the most part, people who had a good instruction and smart enough to join a kind of elite force like the one we were in. Also, because you could postpone the mandatory military duty until you got the university degree. That means that there were a lot of people with a degree among us. There were lawyers, MDs, architects, and so on. Of course, many of us were well beyond 25 years old, so at least a lot more adult and responsible than an entitled child like him. As in DL, dumb butt lieutenant's opinion, All of us were just some horse crap because we weren't at his rank level, and he treated us consequently. Want to go out to the base to see your family went off duty? Nope. Permission denied because you have your shoes sold dirty. He would ask to check your personal gun and immediately ground you for 15 days because your gun is not to be given to others no matter what. 
Next time, accordingly, you don't give him the gun? Well then, you're grounded because he disobeyed an order. Finish your duty in time with good results? Not for him. Go on night shift because you're lazy and stupid. You get the picture. He invented new and smart ways to just make our life a heck. With no reason except his sadistic satisfaction. Well, as time goes by, he finishes his duty and gets back to civilian life, where he's just an entitled jerk with no power of no sort. And as time goes by, we finish our duty too. Except six of us, who decided to join the force and stay on duty indefinitely, I was one of them. So I stayed in the army and was transferred a couple of months after to our country's capital, and just went on with my life doing my job, until a glorious day where I was on traffic patrol duty. A black car speeded on a red light in a heavy trafficked urban boulevard with lots of pedestrians just in front of my eyes. And who was in charge to decide whether it was the case of stopping people or not? You bet it was yours truly. And who was the driver? You bet it was DL. To be clear, I didn't know it was DL. I would have stopped the car anyway because the situation was very dangerous for pedestrians and other drivers. But when I approached the driver's side to ask for the papers, I recognized him immediately, but he did not recognize me. You know how it works with this kind of entitled jerks? They simply don't care to remember the faces of their slaves. In my head I said, uh, dude, you are gonna remember me for a long time after I'm done with you. On a normal voice I said, good morning sir, driver's license and car papers please. They said, here you are officer. Tucked inside of the driver's license, there was a badge of the Veteran Army Police Association. Without a blink, I give it back to him saying, This has nothing to do with driving, sir. Please hold it somewhere else. He was smirking in a kind of attempt to enhance some bro code and saying, I'm a retired colleague. And I responded in a full smile saying, Yes, I perfectly know who you are. You're not retired. You just finished your military service. You served in name of the town and I was serving under you. Don't you recognize me? If I had hit the guy with a loaded truck, it couldn't have hurt him so badly when he realized the kind of nightmare he was entering. Having in front of him a police officer whose life was ruined by him and having broken traffic rules. His face turned from smile to despair in less than a second. He knew he was in deep crap and that he'd be fine for red light and speeding. But what he didn't know was how deep the crap was. Because you see, he didn't know that, despite what he said to my face multiple times, that I was just a perfect nobody with no rank, I was freaking good at my job. So what I did was just doing my job properly, nothing more. And I went to check thoroughly every single issue he could have had in the car. Speeding? Check. $100 fine. Red light? Check. Another $88 fine. No use of safety belt. Check. $95 fine. Dangerous driving in town street. Check. $155 fine. Tires not properly maintained. Check. $45. And so on and on and on and on until he was begging me to stop. But you know, when he said, I guess I've learned my lesson now, I told him that there was nothing personal. After all, I'm just a perfect nobody with no rank. So I just have to abide and apply the law. And went on and on and on. When I finished, a long time after, believe me, he was finished also. So I told him, I should just confiscate your car and tow it with some kind of $2,500 more dollars fine, but I'm not a freaking jerk who takes advantage by his power. 
let me just give you the best regards for my fellow platoon mates and show off. That night, I don't know why, I slept very, very well with a smile on my face. This is like living in medieval times and finding out the guy who was horrible to you for years is the one locked up in that cage where you can toss rotten tomatoes at them. Well, just so happens I just got paid and I'm gonna throw a lot of tomatoes. Our next story is, when I was 17, I found out my boyfriend cheated on me with my best friend and brother at the same time. I'm not a petty person normally. I'm now 29 and think back on the things I did and I'm quite ashamed, but also have a little chuckle to myself at how crazy I was as a teen. When I was 17, I found my boyfriend of the time having a threesome with my best friend and my brother. My brother and my boyfriend were friends and they were both semi-professional BMX riders. I was filled with rage, so I started to do the pettiest twisted crap to them that at the time gave me satisfaction. Examples of the things I did, I peed in a cup and poured it over their bike handle parts and cigarette packets and left the ciggies out in the sun to dry, and then watched them smoke them. I loosened and took the cranks and nuts on their expensive BMX bikes and slashed the tires when they thought I wasn't home so they had no idea who did it. I put eggs under my brother's mattress, told every girl he dated and brought home all the embarrassing things about him and turned them against him. I broke into my now ex-boyfriend's house when he wasn't there because I knew he kept his laundry door open during the day. He lived with his dad and worked long hours. I poured every condiment I could find in his fridge all over his floor and bed. Tomato sauce, mayonnaise, honey, cracked eggs, oh and a tin of dog food. And then I started prank calling all three of them, freaking them out, messing with their heads, pretending I was some stranger after them. You see, I knew every detail of their lives because they were the closest people to me at the time. My best friend lived two streets away. I would go to her house at night. Her dog never barked because he knew and loved me. I would tap on her windows, throw rocks on her roof, grab a stick and rattle it along the corrugated iron on the exterior of her house, slash her clothes that were hanging on her washing line. She would often be at home alone with her father who was an alcoholic who lived at the local pub until at least 10 every night and lost her mom at a young age. I knew how much it would freak her out. The list could go on and on. I know what I did was cruel and petty as freak, but it was satisfying and after about a year, I moved away from town and barely ever thought of it again. I wasn't going to sit at home and feel sorry for myself, so I decided to have some fun and mess with the three people who betrayed me. In the end, none of them even ever expected it was me because while I was doing these insane things to them, at school and at home, I was acting completely unfazed and like they didn't exist to me. Now, I understand being devastated when finding out the situation here with the boyfriend cheating, and honestly, the multiple layers of relation with friends, the brother, but I think almost anybody can agree what OP did here was a bit too far. This next story is, I planted some mint. Last year, one of my 40-year-old female, partners, 47-year-old male, relatives first got very sick and then died. While he was in the hospital for several months, we regularly dropped by to look after his house, fix the garden, make sure nothing was amiss and such. Now, one of the neighbors is a real consolation prize. As she doesn't like to garden, she had the garden, front and back, of the property she had rented filled up with gravel. I think it's stupid and ugly, but as long as she's happy, more power to her, in her garden. Said neighbor started pestering my partner and me about things she wanted changed in the relative's garden. 
bushes cut off, plants removed, that stuff. She also claimed that the way we were gardening was attracting harmful bugs, which, when I showed them to a friendly biologist, were confirmed to be wood sorrel seeds. Anyway, I talked everything through with her to confirm what needed doing and removed any plants that were threatened. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Having to intrude into her garden, ivy, blackberry, etc. The only thing I did not cut was one hazel branch. As it was in the middle of a dry spell, cutting them then is bad for the plant and we were planning to relocate the bush anyway. I explained this to her and asked if she could wait till spring. She said it was fine and let me get back to gardening. The next time I dropped by, someone had hacked the branch in question off at the widest area near the base, splintering and at a weird angle. To be clear, she legally was allowed to cut anything growing over her property back, and the branch was approximately 10 centimeters across the border. I'm just really annoyed she said it was fine to wait and then hacked at the plant the moment we weren't looking. But as my partner's family was worried about the relative, I decided to let it slip and kept taking care of the garden. By now we'd cut and relocated the hazel as promised. There was an empty spot in the middle of relative's front yard, maybe 6 by 4 feet, and I decided to put some regionally native mint there. In case you don't know, mint is a very useful plant. Insects like it, you can make it into tea, it smells delicious and keeps mosquitoes away, and it's unstoppable. I know it'll spread into the neighbor's yard and mess up her peaceful gravel paradise, and it is all but impossible to get rid of. It spreads along underground root tendrils. My father thinks it's hilarious. Obviously, I got my petty qualities from him. My partner, on the other hand, thinks I may have been unnecessarily mean. The family plans to sell the property, so by the time this problem becomes obvious, we will be long gone. I've also ordered a bee-friendly mix to freshen up the grass in the backyard, as she complained the grass was too high growing and we had to rake out most of it. Can't sell a house with a bare dirt backyard, right? I mean, you probably could still sell a house with a bare dirt backyard, it just might not go as much as something with a nice garden. Somebody in the comments of this post suggested a great thing. Just throw some mint seeds into her yard the next time it rains. Just casually flinging them over there when nobody's looking. This next story is annoying lazy roommate with loud bagpipe music because they won't do chores. TLDR, my roommate is a lazy piece of crap who literally watches TV on my couch in the living room all day. I'm fed up, so I've been annoying her with loud bagpipe music when I'm in the kitchen. I'm seeing success. My lazy stoner, freaking stupid roommate literally only sits and watches TV all day while their husband supports her with his crappy job. I do all the chores. And the worst part? She's in the living room 24-7 hogging my couch and doesn't fluff the cushions. 
So I decided to start playing moderately loud, annoying bagpipe music, and some other annoying stuff. I played Baby Shark a couple times last week, while I cook, clean the kitchen, do living room chores, etc. I just succeeded. She left the living room in annoyance. Can I get a little commotion, a round of applause? I'm going to keep doing this. Well, needless to say, as soon as OP can get out of this place or get them out of this place, sure seems like that's going to be the route taken. Our next story is, you want to know my score? Here you go. Years ago, I was in an advanced math class in high school. Math wasn't my best subject. I don't know how I was put into the advanced class, but I consistently passed my assignments and got B's on tests. There was one guy in the class, we'll call him Joe, who loved pointing out how much better he was at math than me. On test days, after tests were graded, Joe would come over to my desk and ask me what I scored. At first, I would just tell him my score, but then he would smirk and say, Only X percent? I got higher score, and then he'd leave. I started flipping my test face down so he couldn't see my score when he came over, but he'd just flip it and look anyway. He'd make his snide comment, smirk, and leave. I got tired of this, so when the next test was coming up, I studied so hard. I met with a teacher after school for extra help and took great notes. The next test came. I got my score and as usual flipped my test face down. Joe slithered over, said, what'd you get? While immediately reaching to flip my test. What he saw was a perfect score. His cocky smile disappeared so fast and he left without saying a word. He never came to ask about my test scores after that. Well, in a weird way, honestly, like, kudos to Joe for inspiring OP to work so hard at their work. Spite is definitely a fantastic motivator sometimes. I mean, Lord knows, growing up, I feel like if my parents said, you couldn't clean your room worth a darn, that would motivate me more to clean my room than if they just said, clean your room. I'd be in there putting my clothes away and putting my hot wheels up like, I can clean my room the best ever. Our next story is, rude? Fine, lose your job. I used to work as a cashier at an amusement park. I would work in the employee's break room area where we'd serve meals like chicken, fries, and a drink for as cheap as $2.50 because we were all employees. I would sometimes let people go without paying, especially if they only got a drink. One day, I was working the whole station by myself. I was cooking food, serving it, and cashing people out. There was a line out the door and I wasn't in the best mood. As I was on my way back to the cash register, one of the guys I served skipped the line and left. When he came back to grab sauce, I asked him, Hey, could you pay for that? There was a lot of other people there. I didn't want to give the one guy a free meal and then have everyone else get charged. The guy looked at me, rolled his eyes, then shrugged and walked away. After I was done, I called security and he was fired for taking a meal that would have costed him $2.50. Was it petty? Yes. Was it excessive? Also yes, but I didn't care. Honestly, if they let you have all of that for $2.50, just pay up. I mean, I do understand not wanting to pay if you've dealt with terrible people at an amusement park all day, but $2.50 for a meal and a drink? You should cover that easy. This next story is my last glorious day as a Starbucks barista. I used to be a Starbucks barista. We had a woman who would come in every morning and order, I kid you not, a double tall vanilla latte with three eighths a pump of vanilla. Not half a pump, three eighths of a pump. She even made one of the baristas mark our bottle pump with a sharpie. 
Every single day, the first cup we would make, no matter who made it, it was always wrong, either too sweet or not sweet enough. So after a while, I began to just pretend to make another drink, pull the steam wand and wave my hands about like a fool behind the machine. I would hand her back the same drink we made her the first time, and it was always perfect the second time, even though it was the same drink. On my last day of work, this woman decided to come in twice that day. She was being over-obnoxious and talking on her cell phone about deals and her assistant, and essentially just announcing her importance to everyone in the room. It was 3 o'clock in the spring and the place was filled with teenagers ordering frappuccinos. I had both blenders going and both steam wands going when this woman decided to yell at me, God, I can barely hear myself think. So I replied, funny, I can still hear you complaining. If you knew me, you'd know that I'd have the perfect facial expressions to go with it. I looked slash looked like a snarky little crap. I told her that I'd been handing her back the same drink every morning for over a year too. I said verbatim, kind of embarrassing now that you know, right? Three-eighths is half of a pump for all intents and purposes here, ma'am. She lost it. She demanded my manager fire me on the spot or she'd call corporate and we'd lose her business, blah blah blah. I hated my manager. He was the opposite of a spirit of the rules slash law kind of person and really enjoyed making our lives more difficult than they needed to be. I knew that firing me actually reflects quite negatively on his quarterly reviews and knew he wouldn't do it. He told her it was my last day, and the best he could do was send me home early which would be a reward rather than a punishment since the store was so busy. She proceeded to spend the next two hours on hold with corporate outside. Then when corporate either accidentally hung up on her or told her to shove it, she threw her glasses called me a little witch in front of a ton of kids and ran to her car. To her husband, so sorry for that night bro, totally my fault. I think maybe we should just make a rule that somebody is going to be banned if they're going to try to demand something so specific as three-eighths of a pump of vanilla. That's one of those things where you should just say like, nah, you're asking for way too much, just, just leave. Our next story is, turn me into family gossip, pay the price. My grandma has been at it again. This time she decided to blab about some recent medical issues I've had to several family members who I don't speak to and who have zero business knowing about this. I told her it wasn't okay for her to do that. She got offended and started telling other people I barely know about what's going on. In return, I accidentally sent a family email with screenshots of the nasty texts she sent me after I asked her not to tell people what's going on because I'm still processing and I'm not ready for everyone to know. And the backlash was glorious. She's been disinvited from three family barbecues, five church functions, and her sister-in-law called her and chewed her butt like a pit bull with a bone. I think she got exactly what she deserved. I personally have had medical things going on that I would confide in very specific people that I would just not want to air out or have out there, and for them to go and violate that trust and share that stuff, awful. Our next story is, she expected an inheritance from my late husband. My husband passed away two years ago. He was a remodeler who had a broad list of clients. For a time, to help out the adult daughter, let's call her Kiki, of my good friend of 42 years, Amy. He would hire her as a helper on some of his larger remodeling projects. During that time, Kay would occasionally borrow things for her own projects, a portable CD player, a pair of channel locks, 
A winch and come along, a table saw, chainsaw, a Graco cart paint sprayer, and air compressor and nail gun. They were all borrowed clean in working order, in good condition with all relevant parts included. Every single one of them was returned with great delays, all broken, and missing significant parts and a crap ton of excuses. Over two years, Kiki managed to cost him nearly $5,000 in losses. Finally, he also quit hiring her as a helper because he caught her stealing from one of his clients, and forced her to put the item she took right back and then kicked her off the job immediately. Last September, I was visiting Amy and Kiki was there, and then Kiki hit me up for what she called her promised inheritance, which was the first I ever heard about it. Given that my hubby and I spent 8 years of his terminal illness talking about what he wanted after his death, given that he'd gifted things of his that he wanted friends to have BEFORE he died, I knew darn well he didn't intend for Kiki to have anything. My husband left no will. Amy knew that my hubby had quit lending her tools after getting the cart paint sprayer back. It was a $1,200 purchase and was less than 4 months old when it was borrowed and returned broken in ways the warranty would not cover. Amy also knew Kiki's attempted theft had caused him to refuse to have her work on anything with him for any reason. Amy was also a victim of her daughter stealing from her as well. Now, our state is a community property state. When a spouse dies without a will, only the surviving spouse inherits. So Amy told her daughter to back off, and I got the bright idea of how I was going to handle getting rid of all that broken stuff, which was still taking up room in the tool shed. So I told her I'd be sure to pick something out for her, even though her own behavior was the root cause of the bad blood between herself and my husband. So the next day, with Amy's help, I dropped off all the broken tools and the busted up CD player Kiki borrowed from my hubby at her apartment. Kiki wanted to know what I expected her to do with all of it. I told her that I expected her to do with them whatever it was she had expected my hubby to do with them after she returned them in the condition they were in. Now she's the proud owner of a bunch of useless tools and I got to reclaim nearly 35 square feet of space in what is now my tool shed. I think this is only fair and a really fitting reminder of what Kiki left for their husband. I mean, it sure does bring all the good memories back of her ruining all of this property that she borrowed. It honestly frustrates me so much that she knows she went and messed up all of that stuff and returned it in terrible condition and still has the gall and confidence to ask for some kind of inheritance. What more do you need from the guy? You took a lot of things of his and already broke a bunch of them. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.